Okay, as in go? Sorry, one second. Fork Tales, a podcast that feeds the food and beverage world. Oh, awesome. Fortales is brought to you by Vigor, a branding and marketing agency for passion-driven, innovative restaurant, beverage, and hospitality brands. Learn more at vigorbranding.com. If you love what we're serving up, please give Fortales a five-star review on your podcast service of choice. Think of it as a tip for good service. Hi, uh, my name is Heather. I am the Director of Marketing for Cineholic. Um, been with the company a little over two years and I handle all things marketing. Um, very heavy on social media. I manage our websites, um, our promotion calendar, um, local store marketing, you know, from grand openings to post opening. Uh, local events, sponsorships, things like that. Um, if it's in the marketing wheelhouse, I, I, I'm involved with it in some in some way. And I'm Leanne. Um, I'm our director of operations. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Um, so, what do I do? All things operation. Um, a lot of it starts when um, our stores go into development. Uh, so I support them through that phase um, all the way up until they have their grand opening. So just making sure they're ready to go. Um, and then after that as well. Um, so any support with anything, uh, labor, scheduling, uh, menu, um, all kinds of things. The list goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a nice little rundown of how complex these roles are at a company that is of this size and growing. And so, Cineholic, it's really been taking the nation by storm. What do you guys think has been the secret to getting those lines out the front door, getting people excited? Um, what what kind of secrets can you share? In that magic. So a little backstory on Cineholic. It was founded in uh, 2010 by a husband and wife team in California. And our menu is, they, they're vegan. So our menu is 100% vegan, plant-based, 100% um, lactose, dairy, egg-free. So I think, you know, you know they kind of generated a buzz in that vegan community. Um, and, and everything's obviously delicious. In 2014, they went on Shark Tank to um, get a deal obviously with a shark they got a deal with robert and it fell through actually after the show and they opted into franchising but it was that shark tank success you know being on on air um, and still on air the episode still runs that has helped us tremendously um but you know the the concept is simple we're a gourmet cinnamon roll bakery customize your own rolls uh we you know we have some some bit we we're in the store. We have a menu behind us, and we have some mm -hmm. more popular um, builds on the board. But you know, we have over 20 frostings and toppings, and people kind of love that concept that they can come in and make their own roll. You know, whether they're a chocolate fan or fruit fan. Um, something. Anything? Yeah. So, and also, I think really, I mean, we have Heather's really done a great job with all of our social media and expanding that, and. Um, you know, our product, it sells itself. The photos are amazing. So imagine what they taste like, right? So um, I remember even before I started working here, just seeing some of the images on social media, like, you've got to be kidding, what is this, right? So like, I've got to try this. 
And I think that's like a lot of what our guests see on social media. And then they're like, wait, no way. Like you're coming to our community. Like we've got to get out there. And it's so funny to see, um, I've always worked in restaurants and I always think it's so funny to see at grand openings, like you see a line and people still jump in the line and they're not like, oh, I'll come back later. I'll come back when it's not busy. Like they want to be here for the first day ever of Cineholic in their town. And it's so exciting. And even the first restaurant we opened during the pandemic last year, we were like, let's take it easy. Let's not staff as much. Let's let's, um, let's push, let's not do as much marketing. Let's, yeah. let's kind of just open the doors and see what happens. Yeah, we didn't want to attract a crowd, you know, like, oh, that's not social distancing. Oh, we were sadly, <laughs> I mean, two hour wait. Line. We were like, we were like, let's turn on our new online ordering. Let's turn on our third party. It's not going to be busy. Let's get all of the traffic. Any way that we can get sales, let's do it. We were like, shut it off. Shut it down. <laughs> Take care of all these people in line. It was insane. Yeah. And, and we were grateful and we were surprised. And we were like, this is the new, okay, like our openings haven't changed. They're so busy. Um, people are so excited. Um, they're wearing their masks and they're kind of social distancing in lines, but they still want their cinnamon roll the day we open. And we were like, right. great, we're here for you. <laughs> yeah, I think we do a really good job with our social media for our grand openings. Um, all of our locations have their own individual Facebook and Instagram page. So we do, a, that's that's kind of how we drive the word that, you know, we're coming to your town. This is our menu. So several weeks, once Leanne kind of gives me that go that, you know, this location is wrapping up construction. Um you know, we just really start pushing it and getting the word out. We're coming. This is us. This is our menu. You got to be, you know, one of the first to try it. We'll do. We run contests um, for free cinnamon rolls for a year. But a lot of social media engagement to get people in the door. And it's, um, I mean, we're very, very fortunate. But we've opened a, at least twenty locations in the past, you know, during the pandemic, and all have had, you know, lines. We had record-breaking sales and um, nice last year. Yeah, it's, it's been great. So that's pretty crazy. So how many units are you at as of today? Today we are at 57, but next week we are opening 58 and 59 on the same day. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, so having an individual social platforms for each of those is, I mean, maniacal. I don't know. It's like insane. Um, how, how do you go about, what does that process and procedure look like from management from brand down and then what are the expectations of let's say um the franchisee and then how do you foster them to do it well um and i know those are three questions so let's see if you can get through yeah them. i mean it, it's ongoing but that, that's my day-to-day -day is just checking in with them making sure you know are, are you guys posting do you you know always training social media is always changing you know facebook and instagram are always changing i'm always learning the platforms um and i'm always passing that information on to our franchise partners but you know when they get it when they get it um sign a deal and sign a lease pretty early on in that process, I connect with them and get their pages created and just kind of give them the basics of, you know, we are a bakery, but we live on social media as well. Our menu being so customizable and ever changing, it it's just great for social media. Just, you know, the food is so beautiful. It's eye catching. Um, and, you know, we're not pigeonholed into six to 10 items. Our, again, we have technically thousands of items that you could create. So every day could be, you know, a new content. Um, 
so yeah, I, I you know I, I just get them on their pages, get them comfortable, kind of just teach them the basics about posting, brand standards, um, and and go from there. I, I our our team is small but kind of growing. I have myself and two others that kind of just monitor the pages and um, make sure that people are getting you know because you know when we do a post, we get you know hundreds of likes and comments and questions, right. and um, it's just a matter of always engaging with those customers online as well as in store and just keeping that training top of mind for franchisees, knowing that, you know, your business is two part these days. It's again, your four walls and also online. Right. Of course. And, and we always say that too, you have to treat the digital world as another location. Yeah. It um, is. How, so does corporate provide, and maybe this is getting very granular, but does corporate provide the community management services for each of the locations? Um, I mean, so I, uh, we, we schedule content for all locations yeah. you know, um, because some locations, they're, they're very unfamiliar with social media. They're intimidated by it and they'll do kind of, you know, say the bare minimum. So we make sure that content is going out for all locations. Uh, but we encourage franchisees, you know, the ones that are in the top 10, top 20, they, they, they're getting it and they're posting that local content. They're posting their daily specials, you know, their local happenings. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, I mean, we, that's part of our marketing and, you know, ongoing, we are managing their social media and assisting them. I love that. Now. So on, on the um, operation side, like you said, you have like, a, like a thousand, you know, uh, different variations of it. What, what does menu innovation look like? How do you uh, march down paths to maybe develop another topping or uh, so on and so forth? And, and, and what role does the veganism play in either um, creating brilliant, awesome ideas or hindering ideas? Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a double-edged sword, the, the vegan aspect, right? Um, but it helps us really think outside of the box for sure. Um, we have uh, someone on our operations team who is very, very involved in recipe development and she has a culinary background, so it's like perfect. Um, so she'll test some things out. We get a lot of ideas from um, franchisees and people in the field as well, feedback about things they'd like to see, feedback about what their guests are saying. Um, we added an item to our menu last year, chocolate chip banana bread, um, that was created in one of our stores um, in Vegas. It was intended to be an LTO, you know, limited time item. Mm -hmm three months at max, but it, you know, we, we started posting, Hey, this is going away. Make sure you get it this week. And the feedback became instant. Like, do not take this off your menu. Please keep this on. You can't lose this item. We were like, Oh my gosh, we have to keep it. Um, and you know, the system agreed. And so now it's not only an item, it's, we do banana bread as a topping for cinnamon rolls as well. Oh, wow. But I mean, to like innovation with the menu, it's fun, but we have to think, USA and Canada. So that kind of throws a little wrench in there because um, sourcing products sometimes if it's a specific brand is difficult, you know, in Canada versus here maybe. Um, and, you know, just different distributors people use. So there's, there's, there's definitely hurdles like that we have to get through. So we try to keep all of those things in mind. Um, you know, is this going to be feasible for people to get? Um, you know, first of all, when we're tasting it, like, is it good? Is this tasting, right. is this exciting? Is this different? Or is this just like the same old, you know, whatever? Um, so yeah, lots of components. And sorry to interrupt, but no, we, um, we make sure to change the flavor at least five times a year. So we do run those LD okay. five times a year. We do, um, you know, seasonally spring, summer, fall, winter. And, and holiday. And holiday. Yeah. yeah. So December has its, its own category. It's kind of holiday rolls, but awesome we kind of plan around that those those five changes 
Yeah, I suppose what's good about that is, um, well, maybe the ingredients that you're using are a little bit more accessible, um, you know, because you don't have to worry about eggs. Uh, you don't have to worry about some of the other things that I think a traditional cinnamon roll would, would have to worry about. Um, I think what's brilliant to me when I'm looking outside looking in is a lot of times when you're starting a brand, and I know that y'all joined after this had been started in growth mode, but when you're starting a brand, the, the Goliaths out there seem so untouchable. And I think what Cineholic has done is found a way to be that David, not to use a biblical analogy here, but be <laughs> that David by, um, you know, the slingshot being veganism. Because when you talk to brands that I would say are in the same um, general category, meaning it's it's kind of breakfast, kind of snack, kind of dessert, um, they have vegan options, vegetarian options that they talk about but pivoting and adding it just creates an operational nightmare whereas y'all have started that way and so it's you know it's a benefit because you, vegan veganism isn't something you're adding on as oh i hear people like this it's it's baked into who we are pun intended um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and, and i think that's great but beyond that how how do you find or how have you found a way to compete in the category where you have a dominant player like Cinnabon, for instance. Um, how do you fight that? Not to mention the donut world and the um, and the uh, yeah. Well, just we'll say donut world, which is a breakfast oh, slash dessert. Donuts, cookies, you know, any, any yeah. sweet treat like that. That that can be our competition. So we, you know, we're out there competing with a lot of players, a lot of big names. Um, but you know, I think our menu being that it's 100% vegan, that initially just sets us apart from everybody. There's not another vegan bakery growing like us. Um, in the franchise world. Uh, so we kind of have that natural benefit. Um, and also, you know, we are extremely proud to be a vegan concept, but you know, we, it's not something that we market. It's not the forefront of our marketing. It's, you know, it, it's kind of like, if you know, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, that vegan community, they embrace us and, you know, we're obviously, you know, well loved there, but you know, we're, we're, we're expanding in small markets across the country where, you know, that vegan lifestyle isn't that popular and it's a little misunderstood. So we don't, you know, that's why we don't, you know, make it the forefront. We just, we focus that we're delicious, we're gourmet, we're decadent desserts. And then, you know, kind of when people find out, oh, wait, this is vegan. It's, mm -hmm. we love that. We love when people, you know, their minds are blown or um, when we have the families come in with children or people with, you know, food allergies and they're yeah. able to eat everything in the bakery, like that, those kind of things that we, we love that aspect of the brand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely the core, but then I would say, like, what keeps it interesting, the fact that you could customize your cinnamon roll, I mean, over 20 different frosting flavors and toppings, it's insane, and, um, you know, we, we have an item on our menu called the Cinestack, which is a full-size cinnamon roll, and then a cookie dough scoop on top, and there's frosting and toppings between the layers, and this was, like, born on Instagram, like some yeah. just like went in and like ordered how, it. How big can I make this? Yeah, thing? like can wow. I get this on top of this? And then, you know, it started kind of going through social media and then it was like, we need to like add this to our menu because people are coming in like showing their phone, like can I order this? And we were like, we have to create a procedure. We have to help our franchisees. They're going to be like, what? Where'd you get that? You know? And so we were <laughs> like, so it's really exciting to see like even what our guests can help us create and innovate um, just by looking at the menu and saying like, I can't choose, I want all of it 
in one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. You know, when you walk into a Cineholic too, you know, our, most of our locations are really small. We don't have freezers. We are made fresh mm-hmm. all day, every day. You know, the rolls are coming in the oven like pretty much every 15 minutes. Um, fresh toppings, the cookie dough is made fresh every day, making the, the banana bread, brownies, all of that's made fresh. So I think all of those things kind of really just are setting us apart from I don't, want to, I don't want to name names, but we're... Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I may have already named one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but so, you know, I think one of the things that we find when, when, when we're dealing with uh, a product mix that is ha- has a really strong niche, especially when you introduce franchisees into the mix, um, franchisees notoriously love to push boundaries. Um, <laughs> is that a newsflash? Thank God you were sitting down. Um <laughs> But how do you um, how do you keep them on rails? How do you keep them excited about the product? And especially if there are dips in sales or maybe a, a slight drought, how do you keep them focused eye on the prize? Yeah, because you know sometimes people are like. I need some more excitement. I need more sales. Maybe if I put out this new item or that new item. So it's like, you know, first of all, we have to taste it. We have to make sure what does this taste like? How's this going to work operationally? Because we know the second that they make this and they start serving it to their guests, it's going to end up on social media and then cats out of the bag and every other store in the system is like, well, I want to do that. Like, can we, do that? <laughs> you know? And so it's like, we have to make sure we have our, our arms around it and say like, can we understand what this looks like? What ingredients are being used? What's the cost going to be? Is this operationally easy? Uh, can they work it in with all the other things they have to do in a day? Um, so yeah, there, there's um, definitely some, some, Hurdles like that. I mean, yeah, and from my side, yeah, just listening to them, you know, when we run promos and, you know, company wide deals, which, you know, it's kind of, it's limited. Um, we, we do have, you know, a couple national cinema roll day is for example, is one that we do something company wide. Um, we kind of change the offer year, you know, each year, but we're always asking the franchisees for feedback. Like did this work? What worked? What didn't work? Whether it's, you know, that or something else, but always kind of, you know, really, really listening to them and hearing them out and adjusting our future promos to better, you know, better make everybody to make everybody better successful. Yeah. Yeah. So giving that platform to, to discuss and collaborate, you know, it's, it's so invaluable. Um, I think half the time people just want to be heard and they just want to know that it has been considered. And if you give them a good reason why the decision has been made, maybe against their idea, they tend to get on board, I think quicker. Um, you know, so one thing I have to note, and I, I would love to talk about this, is Leanne. Maybe I'm getting the best of you, but you might be the nicest ops person I've ever met. You know, um, that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, this I is maybe a little more. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and so, like I said, maybe I'm getting the best. I don't know. You, maybe you could, but my background really is training. I mean, okay. I, I've always worked in restaurants since I was in college. And um, when I graduated and I decided, I don't know what all these other jobs are trying to sell me, you know, I was like, let me go with what I know. And I started training at new restaurant openings. And I've literally done that ever since. Yeah. Um, and so you have to, I mean, I don't, I learned a lot about myself. I was like, wow, I'm really patient. I have empathy. And I think like those are just like probably, you know, in my forefront when I, when I make a lot of decisions. So I don't know if that's good or bad. 
no, I mean, I, I genuinely think that our true friendship um, helps the company as a whole. Like, you know, I'm the marketing department, she's the operations department, and I I come from big names, big brands, um, and those departments don't always communicate well. They don't work well together. And I I saw that, and I saw what that did to franchisees. I saw what it you know did to the brand. And we don't you know we are friends, and we just we talk all day every day. We're always on the same page when it comes to our franchisees. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know our, the connection. Our small team really helps you know the fact that Cineholic is growing as quick as we are. I love that. And so I'm going to tap into something that's a little maybe more controversial, but um, females in the op side are, are not the standard, you know. Yeah. So, um, Heather, obviously, in the marketing world, lots it's of common. Gals. Yeah, lots of gals over there. Um, and and there, there's definitely stereotypes that come along with that that we probably won't tap, in, tap into here. But on your side, you know, you have to deal with people that have very strong opinions. You have to deal with people that think they know better. Layer on top of that. Uh, either known or unknown sexism from those people. How do you how do you go up against those challenges? Um, how have, like what has worked for you? You mentioned empathy. You mentioned um, patience. Um, is there a certain amount of thick skin? What What are some tips? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm from New Jersey. I'm not easily offended. Oh, then that's all we need to know. All right. <laughs> so that's fine. That I came with that, right? But I, you know, always try to make sure when anyone comes to me with any kind of concern or um, argument or feedback or whatever it is, like mainly like I just want to understand everything. So I'm not quick to respond. Yes, no, this, that, why. Um, but you know, I just, I just want to understand. So Mm. always just, I ask a lot of questions and make sure, you know, where specifically are they in this process of discovery on, you know, a new item or a campaign they want to run or, you know, how many people they should have on the schedule, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, just asking questions and just looking at the big picture and everything. And, you know, just understanding that like, uh, I get in there and work shoulder to shoulder with them when we're training and opening new restaurants. And, you know, I think that, I think they see that. I think that makes a difference. And yeah. Yeah. There's something about having the sleeves rolled up and being in the trenches that develops that respect and that uh, rapport. Um, and you don't always see it from someone that has the the title of director of operations. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's really fun. Our job is really fun and making cinema rolls is fun. And so it's, it's easy. Yeah. For us. <laughs> how, how many, how many cinnamon rolls in a day do you mess up? So you have to eat them later. <laughs> but like, oops. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just a couple. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah, fortunately, the pandemic has kind of kept me, or you know, at least me, out yeah. of the bakeries um, for, for a lot. But I, I, it's such a good. Pro- I would eat it. Uh, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the CMOs that we worked with in the past worked for a brand that had a um, frozen kind of fruit slush drink, um, not sugar free. And I think in the year that he was there, I, I watched him gain a few pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It happened. It was pretty bad. <laughs> so um, looking at this this dynamic duo, as it were, you mentioned you guys are talking all day. Um, having such good rapport between marketing and operations obviously has amazing benefits. Are there like secrets to your success and maybe some like areas to avoid that you could offer the listeners? Um, one thing we talked about before we got on, um, something we're so proud about that we did last year 
early pandemic, we, you know, restaurants were closing. People weren't, you know, sure what was happening with, you know, the world, the restaurant world, especially. Um, our locations were not set up for, for online ordering. Not everybody was on third party delivery. And those were two areas that we instantly realized, like, you know, people aren't coming in. We still need to get the food mm-hmm. to them. How can we do that? Um, at, you know, at the time, we, we again, we didn't have this. We we learned um, online or we work with Square. We learned Square's online ordering at home. Like, again, early pandemic. No one was training us. We did this ourselves um, and pretty much through a group chat, myself, Leanne and two others. And we built online stores for all of our system um, month of April. So like three or four weeks long hours um what what did you say oh yeah we were building the plane in the air um Mm -hmm. now we um you know just add website developer to our like list of yeah (laughs) yeah we we develop these for every location but that's that was one of our keys to success last year was just kind of just getting in everybody learned it you know no one said i can't do this and we just got it you know got it going shifted our you know sales to online and um that really helped us last year so um, that that was a tip to success, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, and we're always just trying. You know, we we talk to plenty of people in a day, plenty of franchisees, and um, you know, I think something that's important is we always try to say like, hey, th- these are my like top topics of conversation right now. Um, and you know, Heather would share hers, and then it's like if you talk to anyone, make sure you mention these three things. Like these are the things mm-hmm. that we need to be talking about right now. So like we do that. You know, if I'm talking to someone after they open a restaurant or, um, you know, just a check-in because we're about to launch an LTO, I also check in on the marketing side. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a tip of something to avoid, maybe, um, I know like my boundaries. I am not an expert in marketing, social media, you know, audience, things like that. So I know when to say like, okay, schedule time with Heather, <laughs> you know, like I can't be like the unicorn here. Right. So. My, my top, my tip for, you know, to avoid is I, you know, hate it when people, I, I don't know, or, or that's not my job. You know, I, I, I won't do that. You know, I, 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 I try to learn operations. I try to learn, you know, as much as I can. So I can, same as Leanne, have those conversations, Um, you know, comes to mind grand opening like i make sure how you know, how, how much staff like staffing up is so important and that's not mm-hmm. really, you know a marketing role but i'm pushing them so yeah. much to you know get your team up and ready and be operationally sound you know otherwise there's no point in marketing if you're not you know if operations in store aren't good yeah absolutely I could have said it better myself. I may have said it myself, but not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is wonderful to, to hear that and to see this. And um, Leanne, I think if you could just do a cross-country tour and explain what you just said to um, other operations people, that would make our marketing lives a lot easier. I um, <laughs> think, um, yeah, I was telling uh, our boss a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I think I'm a life coach now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would help greatly. <laughs> yeah. So training, training for systems, and then also training for life. Yeah. I think uh, this, this could oh, be the future. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we are in fall, and um, I unfortunately didn't do enough research on what the LTO is right now. But I think there's a burning question on everyone's mind, it, it, especially this time of year. Are you team pumpkin spice or are you team apples and cinnamon? Oh, we're pumpkin spice. Totally pumpkin spice. <laughs> we I'm an apples and cinnamon have a pumpkin spice roll and it's amazing. It's kind of like a, 
it would be um, it would be remiss if we didn't bring it back yeah. each year. It's so good. It really is. Um, we keep one on the menu year round. That's caramel apple pie. That definitely has fall you know that fall vibe. I mean, yeah. it's the top seller. But you know, people that September the leaves start falling and people when's the pumpkin spice coming out? Like they they, <laughs> they demand it. Just you know, like like the coffee out there. They want they want to drink it. They want it on a cinnamon roll. Yeah, too. we even launched it earlier than we than we had originally planned. We were like, you know what? Let's get in there and let's launch it sooner because everyone's because we deserve it. Yeah, yeah. everyone, we'll deserve everyone it. deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So what's what's the future look like for Cineholic? Operationally speaking, marketing, like what what are we excited about right now besides these two stores opening up in a minute? Well, it's not it's two next week and about 20 in the next in the in the following week. So lots of growth. Oof. Lots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a lot in development, so it's kind of daunting but super exciting. Um our team our corporate team is growing that's exciting you know like <laughs> there's more support and you know i've seen even in the last six months just we're able to talk to more people go visit more stores and you know not be spread so thin and you know you could take some time to you know go through some of the the questions that people are sending you not just like oh you know uh where's my answer here you know like mm -hmm. hey let's pick up the phone let's talk about this for a few minutes um instead because you know but yeah i mean i think this the the future is just more growth you know we're expanding in canada uh lots of new markets oh, yeah. um coming up we're you know we're very big in texas but we're opening our first location in austin we're opening nice. scottsdale uh, tampa the panhandle of florida mm -hmm. We've got some really great cities coming up, you know, that we we're excited to get Cineholic out there. It, it's it, it is it's a great brand, it's a great product, it's a it's a fun company. It's it's great. Awesome. All right, so final question. This is the, probably the most important one. <laughs> <laughs> last day on earth, last meal. What cinnamon roll are you eating? Okay, well, we already talked about pumpkin spice, so. I don't know if it's yeah, my last day. I, I don't. I don't think I want that. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I love maple frosting with our homemade pie crumble. Mm. Ah, so mine is a, a cream brulee frosting with pie crumble, strawberries, and chocolate chips. Ooh. Awesome. This is a custom roll. I love it. I, I, I need to go get breakfast i think um <laughs> so this has been great y'all and i appreciate uh the, the candid responses and just like a little insight into what your realities are what's coming and the excitement in general um thanks so much for being on the show thank you yeah, so thank much you. this was fun yeah, i like it <laughs> awesome If you love what we've served up, please follow us at Vigor Branding on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Medium. Fork Tales is produced by the team at Vigor. Audio and video post-productions provided by Zencaster. Music performed by Jet Trash and licensed through musicbed.com. Joseph handles his own hair, makeup, and stunts. Copyright 2003 to 2021, Vigor Graphic Design, LLC, all rights reserved.